Listener Production. Hello and welcome to the Footy Talk Summer Series where we are showing you a little bit of something else that we produce here at the Listener Studios. The Howie Games is Australia's number one sports podcast and it's where the biggest names in the world of sport go one-on-one with our very own Mark Howard. To date, Howie has published over 200 episodes and across the next few weeks in this Footy Talk podcast feed, we're going to be sharing some mini episodes of some of our favourite footy personalities personalities that have joined Howie on the podcast. This next 15 to 20 minutes is just a small taster of a longer hour and a half episode where Howie sat down and had a chat with Cyril Rioli back in 2018. In this mini episode, Cyril speaks about growing up in the Tiwi Islands and adjusting to moving to Melbourne. He also speaks about his first memories walking into the Hawthorne Football Club and playing his first ever grand final. The Tiwi Islands. Firstly, uh, where are the Tiwi Islands for those that don't know? Uh, yeah, Tiwi Islands is um, 80 k's, 80 k's north of Darwin. So, so were you um, born in Darwin or in the Tiwi? Born in Darwin, yeah. So they, so I think I'm not too sure. Yeah, they they do have hospitals and that over there, but I'm not too sure if they have to fly into Darwin to you know to yep. give birth and stuff. But but you grew up in the like, Tiwi? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Grew so up tell there, me about that. Tell me growing up in the Tiwi Islands, what was life like for junior boy? Yeah, well, it's not. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's not what barefoot. Oh, it's not the Melbourne completely no. different, um, but not the Melbourne lifestyle. But it was um, barefoot. You know, barefoot. You'd you'd, you'd um, when you when you'd go into Darwin, it's probably the only time you'd would want to put shoes on in a way, um, or you would put I would put shoes on. Um, it was very, oh, no, it was just free. Like we'd it'd be. You know, a group of us, us boys, um, and we, you know, we'd, we'd sort of do whatever. You know, the beaches right there, the swimming holes are right there. We'd be on our bikes. We'd, we'd go down to the ramp or we'd have a little fish. Um, you'd go shooting on weekends. You'd go camping. Like there was, it was like one of those things where you had access to everything, and it was just there. Like, you know, for us, we'd, you know, footy was a big part too. Um, you know, obviously went to school during the day, but we'd, um, yeah, we enjoyed getting out and. and doing what we wanted. Like I said, we'd, we'd pretty much after school be like, oh, what do you want to do? Let's, oh, let's go for a fish or, um, or let's go for a ride or let's kick the footy or... So it was just as anything, yeah. But, um, you know, at the same time, you know, we all we all went to school, which was, you know, poor What were you like at school? I was probably... I was like, I was I like, I'm pretty quiet, but, yeah, I was um, just trying to stick at it and try and do what I could, really. Yeah, that's something like... Probably not a school person, but um, yeah, most people, you know, some most people, um, you know, schools not for them. But I, you know, just tried to work as hard as I could, really. Yeah. Do you always want to play footy, or did that just sort of come your way? Uh, always, always wanted to play footy. I, I really loved, loved. You know, obviously, footy was very big growing up, and you know, that was a sport to play. Like, there's not really other many other sports. I think we might have had a basketball carnival. Uh, Actually, yeah, I did. I did athletics. Actually, right. I um, I ran. I did the Pacific School Games in two thousand. What were you? Went to Sydney. I did the. I think I did the one hundred and the eight hundred. I think. You'd I don't know why the eight hundred. Oh, I was about to say. Nah, but I. Not a thing. But I, that was something that I. I don't know. My, I think my mum might have said, "Oh, they've got an athletics thing." So, they're going to end up just doing it and. 
think I ended up making the NT team, but yeah, sorry to go off thing, but no, yeah, I, I, um, and then obviously in Darwin, like, um, the footy and the rugby season would, would be on. Uh, so, oh, the footy, yeah, the footy season, and then that would finish, and then the, the rugby season. So when I spent that year in Darwin, I spent one year in Darwin for high, before I moved down to Scot, come down to Melbourne to Scotch. Um, I think I'd had a, I'd had a, a year of rugby. I think I played maybe. Uh, yeah. What well, can you remember? Your first game of footy. Footy. Organised footy. Organ. Yeah. Just trying to think. Um, yeah, I think we. Yeah, I think maybe my first game. I think we might have played a, a game against Snake Bay, which is another community on Melville. I think we we played them at the at the footy ground, at the home footy ground, and. I can't remember if we won or lost, but they had, you know, goals set up and all boots, that. Boots? No boots? No, no boots. But it was just, we never really had that unless you went into Darwin. Uh, but I, I remember um, when, like I said, Dad was playing and he he would um, he would fly me in sometimes. So I got to play with, flying with him and play with St Mary's and I think I was about, nah, 13 there maybe. So that was, yeah, 12, 30. So that was, that was awesome to play for, you know, the club, your home club back there. There. Especially if your dad was playing as well. Before yeah. we before we get on the big plane head down to Scotch, again, mate, just to come back to the to the yeah, the lifestyle. Um, what's the key to being a good hunter? Like, how do you hunt? I know that's a crazy question yeah. for you, but it's not from where I see. Yeah, I don't know. I think just growing up there and 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 what you're just observing what everyone else does around you or what they do there. Yep. Um, you know, like. And like I said, I went out with my grandfather and my uncles or whoever. And what are they just, teaching you? Just got to do. Just got to observe. Like just, just tell you the ins and outs and what to do, what not to do, and stay away from here. Or um, I think I don't know. I, think, I don't know what the key is to being a good hunter. I think you just you just got to know the land. Really, I think that's all it is. You know, you, you can't <laughs> muck around too much with with what goes on in some remote communities because you're not allowed on some places. So you actually got to know where you're going. Really. And obviously, use the use a gun to shoot. So, um, I think they're they're the couple of things. But you just yeah, fun doing it. Really, you get what you can. You, you get not get what you can. You get what you need to eat. And or if you want to get extra for other people, that's cool. But you don't. We never really, you know, overshot anything. Or you know, it was all it was all for, um, you know, just all for us. So you get drafted to Hawthorne, mate, mm-hmm. um, as a seventeen or eighteen year old. Mm-hmm. Um, you're pretty shy, pretty quiet mm-hmm. in those first couple of years. What do you remember about walking into that footy club? Um, I remember, I remember just sort of seeing how professional it was and how you know sort of welcoming everyone was. It was, you know, you you, you were made. You know, I felt really comfortable going in the club. It was such a huge, huge eye opener. You know, going from school to getting drafted and then. Um, Going there and, and, and you get to meet, you know, Croft and Hodgie and the guys, Bud, you know, Ralph, the guys, the guys I got to play a lot of footy with, but um, pretty pretty scary at the same time too, you know, knowing that these guys have, who, they, you know, they've played at the level and they've been doing it for a number of years. So it's pretty daunting in a way and scary because, you know, you, I remember, um, you know, when I think Buck, they, they made they had a pretty good final series a year before, and then it's like, and then going in, and it's like, oh, there's a bit of, oh, there's a bit of pressure, but 
they're going pretty big. Yeah, the yeah. expectations of of them and I mean they were all pretty pretty calm about it. But um, yeah, it was such an such a such a good feeling walking in the into those doors there. You playing in a grand final mm. as how are we? Eighteen? Uh, Nineteen. Nineteen. You played, I think, just about every game mm. for the year. Yeah. Um, what's your memories of that first grand final? The Hawks climb the mountain. Here's the best caller in the game, Brian Taylor. Thanks to Vodafone, Trip and Rocks Football 2008 grand final underway. Campbell got the knockdown as Hodges' ribs have been tested out down the other end of the ground by Mooney. Uh, memories. Um, obviously, going like the whole week was pretty was pretty big. Um, the things that you had to do, obviously, I don't know if some of the players have gone through, but it's a pretty hectic week. Yeah. Um, so all the media, like doing media and all that sort of stuff was pretty big, but I felt like the, uh, the after the game when you sort of get welcomed onto the, the podium or, yeah, uh, that was pretty, that's such a, you know, um, such a really like unreal feeling to to get up on the podium and to hear that final siren. It was it's crazy. It's like you know one of the best times to just one of the happy times. You know, yeah. getting a getting the premiership under under the belt. Yeah. A lot of highlights in that grand final. We won't go specifically into mm-hmm. games. That's not what we do in this show. But I think one of the most famous moments. And I was looking back at it last night. It was out on the wing with mm-hmm. Enright and I think Max Rook. Mm-hmm. And you're in your first year and. You managed to take the ball off two blokes and apply a tackle, and mm. I, I don't think I've heard a roar around the MCG mm. like it. And, and reading about it, apparently they're roaring in the commentary box as well. Oh, you remember okay. that? Yeah. Uh, I, sorry, I, I, in the coach's box. Still fighting on. Now he tackles Rook, doesn't let him go. Dispossessing oh, tackle. Was that from Brioli? Brioli. It was great remove. And a free kick will now go with the Hawks, and I think it will be Rioli for his efforts. Three on one, BT. Uh, not just three. He took on Enright. And then Rook, and I think Milburn, Milburn was there as well. So he three senior players, and it gets a pause for Clarks on the. Oh, okay. Yeah, I um, I don't know. It was just doing things for the team. That's my role to play. So I I I sort of found that, um, not to be normal, but that's my role to play. So that's what I need to do. If I'm not doing that, then you know. So, but yeah, it's it's, um, you know, I've heard it a few times from a few people, and but. In a way, that that was my role to play. Like I did everything I can to to try and win the ball back, and I felt like over the years, or since I've been playing, that's all I've really tried to do is work. You know, sort of do everything I can to to get the ball back. Really, yeah. Sometimes when you're out there, this again as a, as a modest man, mate. I'm not sure how you're going to answer this question, but sometimes when you're out there on fire doing your thing on the MCG in front of a big crowd, whether it's a final or a grand final, it looks like you're made. It's like almost like the cliches you're born to play mm. on that stage. Have you ever been out on the ground? How do you feel when you're out there playing at your best in front of a massive crowd when everything is going your way? He's going to oh, send it to left oh. footer. Cyril's got to beat a couple. You wouldn't put it past him. Get some run going. Look at the chase. Oh, you can't do that. He's gone. No oh. one in the game can do that. He's saying he handballed the ball, Hutchie. How does it make you feel? Yeah, oh, you, 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 exciting. You feel like. Um, you can sort of do anything when you're when you're at the top of your game and you're doing things like um, when you're doing things that you you sometimes wouldn't have the confidence to do. I felt like at training, um, 
at training, I, I, you know, practice when I could, but I felt like I just, um, I trained, trained hard and, and did all the things that you, you have to, you need to do and goal kicking and all that stuff and whatever it may be. But, you know, I've just tried to play on instinct, really. That's the main thing. I haven't, you know, I felt like since I was a junior or since I've been playing footy, um, I've tried to play the same way, you know. So, um, I don't know, you, you, you feel like, um, you know, it's funny, I see a bit of you know, what Daniel does and Willie and <laughs> it, it makes me proud or it makes me excited to see that that they're the, they're the next guys to, to carry the name on, really. Yeah. Rightly or wrongly, mate, you, you watch some athletes and it seems to be life and death for them playing mm. out there. From the outside looking in, it was looked like you or a bloke that loved playing footy and you gave it your best, but there was other things just as important in your life. I thought that until the grand final against Sydney. Mm. You beat Fremantle the year before yeah. and you'd had your hamstring. Yeah. And you possibly weren't going to play in that game. Mm. And then you're on the bench in tears. And I remember seeing, because I was sitting behind you working yeah. with Triple M, and I thought, wow, this means a lot to this yeah. bloke. Let's get down to Howie, thanks to Bob Jane, too much. Yeah, the Hawthorne boys are starting to take the acceptance. Uh, acceptance. Damien Monkhurst is trying to tell uh, Ruffy what he needs to do, and he's in the back giving Cyril a little hug in the red vest. So the Hawthorne boys are starting to enjoy themselves. Yeah, we got a good look at yeah, it did. It um, gets emotional thinking about it. But um, Why is that? Oh, because um, I'd had an uncle who had passed away um, in 2012, like mid-year. Um, and, um, yeah, so, you know, try to dedicate the year to him as much as I can dedicate the year to him and finish out the year for him. And um, we'd end up losing 2012 to mm-hmm. Sydney. And then, um, so that, like that side of things, that, that hurt a lot, you know, and um, that killed me. And then, obviously, for the next year, to... to and I always felt like I, I sort of owed him one to the thing. You know, I felt like I dedicated my year to him and, um, you know, to get over that hurdle type thing, you know, to get that one back. And it sort of hit me on that, on the bench when bloody coach subbed me out and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but when I sat there and I felt like he was there and that's why and obviously we got a few hugs and stuff, but, hey, to be honest, I, I didn't think I was ever going to, I was going to come back and play that year because I'd had such a, a pretty bad hammy injury and, you know, we didn't find out until the... Not find out, but we didn't... I'd end up playing... Um, ended up playing a game a week before that just to see how the body went and, yeah, got got picked in the team and... But, yeah... The, that, the game the week before was yeah, the Yeah, week before, final. yeah, grand final. It was box a grand hill. final And that was my first... That, I think that was, uh, that was my first, like... That was my first game down there, so it was, it was pretty daunting. Like, I think I get a bit of a few a bit of stiff from the crowd that day, but it was and it was not. I, I it hurt a bit, you know. That we we end up, you know, we lost the game, and that was especially for the guys down there and for me, like you know, losing. It's um, it was a tough you know, one. Yeah, it was and, a tough one because you were only allowed to play half the game as well. Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, and they were down a few points and all that, and I felt like. Um, yeah, I felt felt a bit crap in a way. The fact that I was only gonna uh, only played that certain amount of time, and there were a few there were a few players down, and they were just they nearly had the win and stuff. And you know, I still think about it every now and then. You know, um, mm. yeah. But hey, that that yeah that 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 when I was sitting there on the bench and 
and, and getting emotional. That was, yeah, I felt like he was there, to be honest. And, and that's probably why I teared up a bit because, yeah, like I said, that hurdle of getting that one back for him, that was, you know, sort of a little bit just helped in a way, you know, so. 2015. You won your third in a row, so your fourth grand final, mate. So the countdown begins. We've got 16 seconds left. Three grand final wins in a row for this incredible footy club. Prittis out the back, but Hodge able to break it up in the air. On the up to Gaff, still a ball-taking tackle from Hodge. Inside 50 go, West Coast Gibson with a fist. There it is. The Hawks have won three premierships in a row and joined the ranks of the greatest teams of all time. We mentioned right at the start that your father, Cyril, his mm. brother, mm-hmm. Morris Rioli, I reckon he won the first mm. Norm Smith medal. Mm. And then your sister, your mum's mm-hmm. brother, Michael, won the Norm Smith medal. You played one of the great grand finals, one of the great quarters mm. against West Coast. I know, you mate, it makes you nervous. <laughs> you don't like people talking no, no, about no, you. No, it's just, it, uh, just getting back to thinking about that day and, and that's all really. Tell me about that day. Oh, it's just, um, you know, like like I said, in a way, you, you, I kind of really felt like I, in terms of the expectations of the name, I never really cared about that. Not that I cared, but I think, you know, after, you know, sort of winning that award and just felt you know, personally, just a huge relief in terms of everyone, these whole expectations, and I've never really felt like I've um, worried about it, but that day, just personally, I was like, I, I, I felt like, you know, I've, I've, I've done something, you know, my uncles did too, so I was, I was pretty proud, you know, I was pretty, I was very happy. Um, you know, I was had the, you know, support of, um, had a you know, really good time um, on that day, but no, it was... It was such an unreal feeling, you know, the fact that not to, like I said, not to, that I worried about that hype, but, you know, to actually win one, like, it was pretty special, you know, to, hey, look at Hodgie's one too and stuff, and, you know, things like that. It's, and to be presented, you know, with the medal by, you know, the NT legend, one of, you know, one of the great players, Andrew McLeod, that was, that was unreal. The winner of the Norm Smith medal is Sir Rioli from Hawthorne. And Shawnee, Shawnee ended up giving me a really big hug. He was the last one to give me a hug before I went up on stage, so he was just excited. He, I mean, it looked like he won it. He was, he was wrapped. But <laughs> um, anyone could have, like, on that day, you felt like there were there were a number of guys who, who actually could have won it, you know. We felt like, I felt like that day was, um, we just all, you know, we all stuck together and, and played played our way, really. In the full episode of this podcast, Cyril and Howie reminisce on a fishing trip they went on together a few years ago. Cyril also shares his favourite and toughest memories in footy and his reasoning for retiring. Again, if you want to hear the full episode, you can just get it via the link that I'll put in this description here and be sure to check out the Howie Games available on Apple, Spotify and the Listener app. Listener.